something to say. Hello everybody. How's everybody doing out there? I hope everybody's doing really, really good. Uh, today has been a strange day. It is boiling hot here in the rusty buckle of the Bible Belt. I don't know where the good weather went. It was here. It was really, really nice. It was wonderful. I was just wanting to spend all my time outside. And then yesterday there were some storms that went through. They missed us, but there was softball-sized hail in Cape Girardeau, which is just ridiculous. Softball. Not baseball. Softball. They, should, they had pictures of people holding these things in their hands. And all I could think of was, oh, good Lord, don't tell me that the whole beginning of Misfits is starting to happen around here. Because the last thing that we need is these people running around with superpowers. Actually, I don't think we need any people running around with superpowers. That would be scary. That's why I like them in my fiction and not in my real world, I think. I like to think that I would be a kind of benevolent person if I had superpowers, but I know in my heart of hearts that that is not true. And I think if you were to ask yourself, you'd know that that's not true, too. I continue to be amazed and astounded by you guys, and I just want to say thank you for all the support. I'm glad that you're enjoying the podcast. Please continue to reach out and let me know, because I it, it took a lot of mental gymnastics for me to get back to the point where I felt that this was a show worth doing with just me, though I hope to bring Brian in on some future episodes, um, or maybe even some guest hosts and stuff. You guys mean the world to me, and I know I say that in every episode, but I mean it. I really, really do. So, let's go on to some of the weird things that are going on right now. There is an interesting point over at The Hollywood Reporter that the fandom may actually be putting enough pressure and shame on Marvel Studios that they're going to actually become more diverse in the future um i don't know if this is possible i well if it is possible it's probably more possible for marvel to do this because marvel's really been doing a great job when it comes to the movies but you know i don't think dc will ever give us a john stewart green lantern movie for example i just don't think that that will ever happen Though, I would love to see that green power ring end up on Diggle's finger on Arrow. That would be awesome. I think he would make a great Green Lantern and kind of give him Jon Stewart's origin story. Because he already kind of has it. Ooh. Then we could have our Green Lantern, Green Arrow crossover stories. Yeah. Anyway, back to Marvel. I, I would love to see this. I really, really would. I think that... This is a big problem when it comes to any mass media, anything, and that not only are they predominantly white. I mean, we were watching Winter Soldier last night, and it just, it was so awesome watching the Falcon. And I love the costume, and I love the character, and I love the actor, and I thought it all came together really, really well. And all I could think is, 
when am I going to get my Falcon spinoff movie? And we both kind of laughed and realized that that probably won't happen. And the sad thing is, our assumption that that movie couldn't happen was because the character is black. That That's really a... That's a sad, sad place to start from. But we, we've watched this over and over and over again. I mean, it's been so hard to get a Wonder Woman movie made, and now they've cast a Wonder Woman that I am not too excited about. Mainly because, well, I understand she's not going to have the red, white, and blue costume on. Maybe. I mean, they found a way to do that with Captain America and make it look awesome, so I'm pretty sure they could figure out how to dress Diana up in beautiful red, white, and blue and make it work. But, okay, so we're going to get our Xena Warrior Princess. Yeah. Yeah. And I just have a feeling that it's going to be so much about her and the boy that got her off the island. You know her origin story. I don't have to go into all that again. I am just... I don't expect even the Wonder Woman movie to live up to the Bechdel test. I mean, let's just think about how Black Widow was introduced in this in the story. In the Marvel Universe, she was there because, oh, she loved Hawkeye, and Hawkeye was her boo, and all she wanted to do was save him, and then she did, and apparently, and that's over. And even in Winter Soldier, like I was saying, we were watching last night, her most of her dialogue is as the simpering best friend to Captain America, and she's trying to hook Steve Rogers up. And there's part of me that's kind of okay with the dialogue. I thought it was really fun in the movie because it was just like they're going around doing all of these amazing heroic athletic fight scenes and then having a discussion about Steve Rogers' love life. But at the same time... I, I felt like this was such a shallow use of Black Widow that really, really, she's only there to facilitate a hookup for Steve Rogers? Really? Hmm. And I don't think we're going to see any LGBT heroes. I mean, if we're... There, there is a story going around that there's going to be a Captain Marvel movie, which is awesome. And I know everybody wants Trisha Hayford to play her, and I kind of do too. I will be quite bold about that. Except for, I will say, I think Lena Healy, who plays, uh, oh crap. Why is it that when I start talking, names shoot out of my head? From Game of Thrones, she plays Cersei. I think, you know, structurally, she looks a lot like the character from the comics. So... I think that could be really cool. But I think what would be even more cool than a Miss than than a Captain Marvel movie would be a Miss Marvel movie. I would love to see Kamala Khan on the big screen. I don't even know who you could get to play her. You find somebody. But I think that would be an amazing movie to watch. I would be standing in line to see that film. I, I hope it eventually gets made, but I just don't see it. Just like I don't think we're going to get an Alpha Flight movie that has a gay character in it. If Northstar does show up, I'm pretty sure his sexuality is not going to be an issue. Even though, apparently, Captain America's asexuality is. Though, I doubt that he's actually an asexual. It's just that he hasn't found anybody to, look, to be interested in since he got defrosted. Diversity is such a big problem for all of these things because, uh, 
we I, we have predominantly white male studio heads giving us white male characters and the other ancillary characters around them just aren't as interesting as they could and should be. I mean, just look at War Machine and the Iron Man movies. You know, I, I think the only place where I feel that this is going even moderately interestingly is I think the diversity on Arrow has been decent. I mean, I think Diggle is a very strong character. I think that Amanda Waller is an amazing foil, and the fact that we're going to get more of her in the next season is amazing. I will be really upset if we get a, a white Rayshaw Ghoul. Um, and especially given the casting of his daughter. But, you know, I just... I, I, I This is a topic that keeps coming up, and we keep having panels about this year after year after year after year. When are we going to start seeing diversity in the actual media that we're looking at? And I look at some of the shows that have come out lately, and, you know, shows like Defiance are extremely diverse if you count alien races as diversity. You have a bunch of white people, one black guy, and I I know some of the other actors under the makeup, but once you paint somebody, you know, you painted them. But I think that show does better than most because... You know, you have the whole repressed lesbianism that you're dealing with, with um, the Favi, and I, I just, I don't know, I just, I want more! And I know you guys want more too, I hear it from you at the conventions all the time. I would like to agree with this, I mean, Kevin Feig, 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 I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Kevin, I'm sorry, um, has said that it's something that they're paying attention to. Well, that's nice. That's wonderful. I'm glad that they're paying attention to it. But I almost feel that if they do anything, it's going to be more tokenism. You know, like I unfortunately feel that you know Black Widow is. I, I feel that she's a token strong woman. But she's a strong woman in that she can kick the crap out of people. But she seems to have little or no personality in herself. And maybe if they give her a spinoff movie, which has been rumored forever, then we'll get more of that. But I think there were some times, especially in a movie like Winter Soldier, where they had a chance to really deepen her, where she's talking about all the lives that she's had to live and the lies that she's had to tell, and she thought whose lies she was telling. And there was a moment there where they really could have done some some deeper exploration into her like they did with steve rogers i mean he i mean granted yes i get it he's the main star of the movie he, this is a captain america movie but you know i think they could have gone through that a little bit more together and that would have been even more interesting to see them grapple with these questions as platonic friends i think that that would have been fascinating in a deeper way though the whole bromancy thing that they did in Winter Soldier still worked for me. I, I don't know. I, I want to believe that we are going to see a difference. I mean, there's... What what was it that they said on Emergency Awesome the other day? It's going to be 30... 30 freaking superhero movies coming out in the next couple of years. So, come on. 
you can give us some strong female characters and not just eye candy. I really fear, I really fear that that's what Wonder Woman's going to be is that's going to be a TNA eye candy movie that I, I just, I want it to be so much more. Wonder Woman is such an amazing feminist character who has gone through so much in her history. Oh, I just, I want more. Sorry. I don't like to grunt on the podcast and make all these wailing sounds, but this is something that really, you know, means a lot to me. And I, I want to believe, but I just can't. I do believe that the Jungle Book, Jungle Book movie may be a better movie than I originally thought. And I really, okay, this is one of those places where I get really shallow because I've been following this because I love the Jungle Book. I mean, I've read the original Jungle Book. I've watched, of course, the Disney movie, you know, The Bare Necessities. Oops, I'm sorry. I promised never to sing on the podcast. Um, But, and I, you know, I've been looking at the casting. And yeah, I got a little bit excited. Okay, so Scarlett Johansson's going to be in it. Christopher Walken's going to be in it. Ben Kingsley, Bill Murray. It's going to be directed by Jon Favreau, who has done some really good movies. It's really bad movies. And sometimes in the same franchise, because he gave us Iron Man, which was amazing. And he gave us Iron Man 2, which wasn't. So, but he also gave us Elf, so... I, I have high hopes for John Favreau because I mean he's he's done some good things, but then I see Ben Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Shere Khan, and this is what put me over the edge. And yes, okay, it's partially because it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, I, I will admit that. But I I am a huge Tiger fan. For anybody who's ever seen pictures of my house or met me in person or followed me on social media, I love tigers. I have tigers everywhere. Shere Khan is one of those characters that is so larger than life in my imagination. And this was the voice casting that could have ruined the movie for me. Because Shere Khan is the one character that had to be right, at least for me. And when I close my eyes and I think about Benedict Cumberbatch doing the voice of Shere Khan, go ahead, unless you're driving right now, Close your eyes and just picture any dialogue from any movie or TV show that Benedict Cumberbatch has ever done coming out of the mouth of this glorious tiger king of the forest. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the voice you want for Shere Khan. So I'm now excited about it because they they tapped down the one fear that I had that could have made the movie not work for me so i'm excited we'll see how this all comes together but i don't know what do you guys think do let me know leave a note in the comments somewhere and let me know according to the people over at comic vine there is a the schedule has been announced for star wars rebels let the Disneyfication of Star Wars begin. Yeah. Okay, so apparently they're, they're going to be doing some premiere event. Star Wars Rebels Spark of the Rebellion. This is a television movie event. And that's going to be on Friday, October 3rd. 
at 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific in the U.S. So, okay. And then the series itself is going to start on October 13th. I'm hoping this is good. I, I'm a little concerned about this on so many levels. The first of which being... I, I really liked Clone Wars. I didn't like it at the beginning, but it eventually won me over. I think they finally streamlined the show, found a voice for it, and made it work. And I really liked the animation style for Clone Wars. And while they're keeping some of that for this, I feel that they're going cheap on backdrops. And that's annoying me. Like, one of the things that I loved about the Clone Wars show is it was very stylized animation, but it was so rich, it was so beautiful, it was like watching artwork. I mean, they really did a good job visually. And this show felt much more in line with, like, the Green Lantern CG animated show that they did, where it felt more cel-shaded, it felt more, like, cheap, we're trying to do a comic version, they didn't... At least what they've shown so far in the clips that they put out, it doesn't seem to have that richness in the texture that I wanted from the show. And I, I, I'm curious to see how this works, because this is a show that they are claiming is going to be going into canon, and it's going to be affecting what happens in episode 7 when it eventually comes out. So I will be watching it just to try to figure out what they're doing to Star Wars. I, I'm really... Uh, I'm not one of those people that's just like, you're ready in my childhood! Because I don't think that's possible, because you can't take away my good memories of Star Wars. And, you know, for, for those who miss the original films and their original condition, I, I, I guess, like, everybody missed it, but there was a DVD release a while back that had... Both versions of the movie. It had the original version and the new and the cleanup version of the original trilogy on it. And I cannot watch those original movies. They are so. I mean, the blue screen lines are so obvious. It just it's painful to watch those movies. And you know, I I don't get some of the craziness that there is about that. I think that's just. People dealing with their own mommy-daddy issues and blaming it, <laughs> laying it at George Lucas's feet. But, you know, the, everything that has been leaked about this movie, I really hope is wrong. I, I like the idea of, okay, we're going to have the Sith Inquisitors be in the movie, and so we're going get to see, get to see them introduced in the TV show. Well, that's not too crazy. I mean, we had the Emperor's Hand... In the expanded universe where we had the five Sithlings, they weren't exactly Sith, that kind of were there and used by the Emperor, including Mara Jade, to, you know, wreak havoc on the universe. So, okay, I, I can kind of see where they're getting the Inquisitors from. In fact, I think, wasn't Jarek actually called an Inquisitor in the game? Yes, he was. Jarek, he was one of the Miralukans. He was a Jedi. I'm reading now from Wikipedia. Jarek was a powerful Miraluka Jedi master and Jedi archaeologist who turned to the dark side under the Emperor. 
becoming a feared inquisitor during the Galactic Civil War. Jarek was apprenticed to a Jedi archaeologist. Da, 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 da. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this is something that goes back a long time in the extended universe. And so I'm not too, I'm not too surprised to see them bringing it back up. I mean, Jer Jarek was a decent villain in, um, in the story. So, you know, I, I actually would love to see him appear as one of the Inquisitors in the story. I think that would be a very, very interesting thing. Um, if you're not familiar with him, he was in um, the Dark Forces storyline story mainly. Um, he actually was also in the Star Wars Jedi Knight games um, as one of the main villains in the setting. He, yeah, he was an Inquisitor, so I, I can totally see how they could make that work. But my, my biggest concern, and I started talking about this with Jen on the forum, um, which I'll talk about a little bit more in a second, um, but it's, it's the whole idea that we're going to be starting Episode 7 30 years after the last movie. So 30 years have passed and the Empire hasn't been overthrown. In fact, they're saying that there's not even going to be a new Republic or anything like that. That really worries me because what that's telling me is, one, everything that happened in the first three movies meant nothing. It, it really meant nothing. And they're so inept that they have not been able to do anything since, really. I... I uh, that that is so upsetting. I mean, I know I understand what they're doing. Disney wants to give a common frame of reference to people who were not familiar with the extended universe, and so, well, of course, the Empire still has to be there, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be like the Imperial Remnant that still existed by the end of the extent the expanded universe. It sounds like the Empire is still kind of there. Uh, I don't know, it just, it feels, this feels like a sequel thing to me, and I don't like that. You know, one of the things that, you know, whether you like the prequels or not, and that's all up to you, um, but one of the things that is really nice about not only the prequels, but the movies themselves, is you get a sense of the time that's passed between them. I mean, from the end of Revenge of the Sith where you see them starting to build the Death Star, to the actual beginning on Tatooine in Episode 4, you do get this sense of a passage of time. You know, using that whole line from Luke, you know, if there's a bright, shining center of the galaxy, you're on the planet that's furthest from. So the original... Pre, pre, so the prequels show us that bright and shining center of the galaxy. And so by the time we get to A New Hope, everything is dark, dirty, decrepit, and falling apart under this corrosive imperial control. But even from episode 4 to episode 5, you get a sense that things have happened. I mean, you have them talking about battles that were fought in between, and you have them talking about that you know the various victories and losses that happened in between the movies there's a sense of a passage of time and that they're actually trying to accomplish something so by the time you get to jedi 
you have, you know, you felt like they're really fighting this war. They're finally on the winning side of it. They've taken the emperor out. And yes, I understand the empire would not have fallen because the emperor died because, well, the empire was a bureaucracy. That's how he had it set up. I get that. But 30 years, really, 30 years of fighting. And they're still not defeated. You know, we... I don't know. This just feels so... This is like that one step of breaking my sense of what's historically possible, right? Because we fought the Nazis. The Nazis were a very, very virulent empire. They were very bureaucratic. And we defeated them. We broke them up. It didn't take... We, we didn't fight them for 30 years. You know, Adolf Hitler died and the center of the Nazi, you know, universe fell apart. We didn't have to fight them for 30 years. You know, you have to go back to you know, the late Middle Ages, early Renaissance to find wars that lasted that long. And uh, I just, I'm sorry, it, I didn't really want to go off on a rant about this, but it's it's stuck in my craw and it's really upsetting me and i'd love to know what you guys think maybe you guys can calm me down or just add fuel to my fire i don't know leave a comment on the show notes but oh good lord really you've been fighting the empire for 30 years and you still haven't won that's ridiculous i'd like to just point out a post i i i second time i've done this pointed to something that happened on twitter but I saw this beautiful picture of a Yuna cosplay in a wheelchair, and it just said, I believe in cosplay for all. And I just wanted to say, yes, yes, cosplay for all. I, I, I miss doing cosplay. I used to do it a lot. I really want to get back into it. And I, I'd love to see everyone really get into this. I don't know. There's a magical love that happens when you do this so I, I just wanted to point that out you can find a link to it in the show notes over at projectshadow.com and i just i loved it it was awesome as i mentioned earlier the forums are back kind of i've been wanting to have the forums back for a while um <clears throat> for those of you who have followed project shadow and all the stuff that i do regularly a couple years back we moved over to squarespace we moved the forums over there with us and when they upgraded to Squarespace 6, we upgraded as well because they gave us a lot of new features that made the site a lot easier to work for, work in, and made everything better. But one of the things that they took away was the forum. Yeah, that was upsetting. And well, I got tired of waiting for them <clears throat> to actually put a forum module back into Squarespace. So we're using a moot forum. And it's up and it's running. You can go to projectshadow.com slash forums. And there they are. I've been, I've posted a few things in there. I want to keep posting stuff in there like I used to. And hopefully we can get the conversation started up again. Because I miss that connection that we used to have that we don't really have over on the other social networks. We don't really have it over on Facebook or Google Plus or any of the other places. And I would love to get some of that magic back. So I'm playing around with Moot right now. That's M-U-U-T. Um, we have a free account right now. Um, if you know of a better 
um, solution, let me know. I've also checked out Discourse, but Discourse is monumentally expensive and they do not offer a free trial really. So I didn't want to commit to that. The one thing that I liked about Mood is they have this free system that we could set up and play with. It doesn't have all the features that I would like, those we have to pay for, but I figured we'll wait and see what you guys think of this forum before investing money in it and hopefully be able to raise some money to invest in it. But I'm very excited to have the forums back up. They are going to be over all of the websites, so we are going to have a unified forum, finally. <laughs> this is something that I really wanted and one of the things that I like about this. So you'll see... You know, the Arsenal Mauer forum broken off, but as a part of this, so, you know, you can participate in everything that I do in one place. And I would love to see you guys going over there and having fun with it, sharing your links, sharing your stories, and really, really getting back into the swing of the way we used to do things. So I think that would be awesome. So join me in the forums over there. You'll see me tweeting out links to new forum posts as I start them. And I advise you to do the same, you know, help make this the community that we want to have again, because I think we could do that. As I mentioned, we're hoping to raise some money to make this happen. It's going to cost us about 45 bucks a month to make this forum thing um, a complete and total reality. And by that, you know, we'll get a lot of new features. I think the best one is the ability to actually make some of you guys moderators. I think that's one of the more obvious ones, as well as take away some of their branding so that it's a bit cleaner for you guys. Um, so I added that as a goal over on the Patreon page, and I would like to say that we are brought to you by your kindness, your love, and your support. And I want to thank everybody for that, everybody who buys my books and supports me. This is a way for you to support me directly if you can afford a couple bucks a month. It doesn't take much. I mean, you can become a member for as little as $1 a month and help support everything that I'm doing, that we're doing here at Project Shadow. This is money that will help me get to the conventions. This is money that will help me get the stories out, get the podcasts out, and make everything free forever for everybody. So if you can afford to give, please please consider becoming a support supporter over at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash cdorset. You can find a, part, a link to that over at projectshadow.com. Um, you'll see that I've set up rewards. So for example, if you contribute at at least $2 a month, every book I release while you're paying that, you'll get a copy of. Just, you'll get it. I'll just, as they come out, you'll receive a link to download your book. You'll get it. You'll get it before it's actually released to the general public in its final form. And, you know, you'll, you'll be supporting me. So, and I really thank you guys so much for all your love, care, and support. It does mean the world for me, to me. It's hard for me to do these ads, but I, I, I need to do them. At least I'm told that I need to do them. Um. I'd also like to make mention that we have a second milestone goal. If we can get up to about $125 a month, that will be enough for me to pay to have audio versions of all of my past books plus my future books professionally done. I'm starting to take auditions over at ACX and I'll be 
sharing links to those audition pages if you're interested in in auditioning to record the audio versions of the books. Um, we're starting with Shine Like Thunder as the first book that we're going to try this with. And I, I would like to have somebody professionally do it because while I know you guys have asked me to do the voice work, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and I would really like somebody who can do more characterization than I am personally capable of doing. You know, if I read it, it would just be me reading the book. And while some of you may enjoy that, and we may actually do that at some point as just a thing because you guys, if you guys keep asking for it, but I, I think we would benefit from having a professional reader do it. And if we can really get the Patreon numbers up, there is a particular actor that I really want to hire. I don't know how much it's going to cost to get him to do the work yet. I've um, only started kind of talking with his agent to try to figure out how much it's going to cost, but I would really like to get Mark Thompson to read the audiobooks of the future Arsalan Hour books. So I, I think that would be awesome. <laughs> that would make me so happy. He's one of my favorite book readers, and I'm hoping we can afford him. So, you know, think about becoming a patron over at Patreon. It means the world to me. It helps keep me coming to you. I hope you guys are enjoying this, and I want to hear all of your stories. So one of the things I'm thinking about doing, and we need to talk about this um, maybe in the forum, <laughs> is I would actually like to start having guest hosts come in and sit on the show, maybe record this as kind of a Facebook, um, uh, Google Plus Hangout or something, and actually, actually do more kind of group discussion. I think that would be really cool at least every now and then, maybe not for every episode, but let me know what you guys think. Head over to projectshadow.com and you'll, you can either comment on this show in particular or in the comments. I also want to say thank you to those of you who did switch your podcast feeds over to the new feeds. That really does help me out a lot. If you haven't and you've been a subscriber for, I would say, more than three years, if you've been a subscriber of ours for two or three three. Two, two years or more. We'll just say it that, like that. For two years or more, please head over to projectshadow.com and resubscribe. That way you're not using one of the legacy feeds. The legacy feeds can be a little janky sometimes, and I want to ensure that you keep getting episodes of the show. So thank you. Thank you so much. And don't forget to have the fun. See you next time. Bye.